Okay, Sally, thank you for being my guest today. Really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so let's start with, let us know where you grew up, what you do, what are the things you're dealing with? All right. Well, look, I grew up in Australia and um, my life was, you know, a fairly good life. I think um, I was brought up um, to understand that I was um, very privileged and I had um, definitely access to a lot of different um, opportunities and things like that growing up. Um, but I really fell into the spiritual side of things um, probably about 10 years ago, um, just before my son was born. Before then, I had always been very open, um, but I suppose I felt my whole life um, I would shut that down and try to fit in the box that society um, tells us how to be and this is what this is the how we have to act and these are the things that we have to do and um, but it you know most of my life I suppose has been um, getting the confidence to step out and be my true self and um, you know share my story and experiences with others and um, I don't like to you know like I said there's a lot of um, glamorization and um, you've got all the cliche words and things like that that people throw around and um, I do have a more grounded approach and I do think that we don't need to um, necessarily you know you, you see people out there in the community that start to dress a certain way or speak a certain way and um, we don't need to do that at all and that was my journey as well I guess um, just leaning into my own what felt good for me um, it was over the years, it's been very, very interesting to lean into other people's perspectives and experiences. Um, but after a while, you really need to concentrate on your own inner journey. Um, so that's, I suppose, what I've been doing more and more. Um, and through that um, has just spurred this desire to assist others because um, I've I guess, picked up and accessed the, uh, my own abilities. I'm utilizing them, um, my psychic abilities. Um, and yeah, I just, I want other people to be able to access these things. They are innate, they are in all of us. Um, and it, you don't need to be special to access that or experience that. What are your psychic abilities? So my psychic abilities, um, I suppose, what I wanted to go into today with you just um, to touch on was the fact that we are all receiving these things and then processing them, making sense of them to suit our inner being. And we're all unique and we're all doing this a, a multitude of different ways. And so we see in the movies or where, you know, um, to make it easy for us to understand, they segregate these things and, and these concepts and ideas and we've got you know psychic over here and then we've got channeling over here and then we've got I guess different aspects of the psychic spectrum and my journey has been about discovering that I can be open to the whole spectrum and pulling in and accessing a multitude of different ways at once. 
I first probably began with a lot of precognition. So I would see images in my mind and then I would be speaking to someone later on and have that experience, hear that conversation, or I'd be seeing someone walking down the street that I envisioned earlier. Um, I would receive a lot of dreams as well. I still do um, that are some off planet, some on planet. Um, a lot of them are precognitive. I became aware of that um, probably about 10, eight to 10 years ago. Um, and then other small things developed as well around that. So, you know, remote viewing, telepathy. Um, so I quite often am picking up, um, you know, at the beginning it would, it, it starts subtle. All of these things start subtle and everybody's experienced that we've all thought about somebody and then they've, you know, called us on the phone or we've picked up our phone and we've been sent a message in that exact moment. And these things are not random or synchronistic. It is literally us just being in that perfect vibrational place and it's streaming in. And if we are there to receive it, you know, it it's all comes full circle. So um, once we start utilizing these abilities and working them and becoming more and more conscious of them, we're just opening that floodgate and it all just starts streaming in. Um, a lot of my psychic practice and, and work has been on refining these skills. Um, and so I'm getting them more and more frequently now. It's a daily occurrence that I'm really just in a place of being tapped in and connected, streaming this stuff in constantly. You know, on the other side, there's been processes of me having to step back and allow for that to come through without trying too hard or um, trying to make sense of it. Um, so there's de definitely different ways we can approach um, these things and different ways that we can utilize them and work and exercise them. Do you think that at some point in time, mankind had all these abilities already and yeah. we gained it back now? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think what I've noticed is that a lot of humans, it's almost like they try, they're running around yelling, am I breathing? Am I breathing? Can somebody explain the breathing system to me? I need to understand it. You know, can you tell me if I'm breathing? And there's all this emotion and all this worry and all, and whereas I'm sort of just breathing and it's just happening almost as if, you know, you go for a walk, you don't think about how you're going to use your legs. Um, it just happens. It just occurs. And it's just all one smooth process um, with the whole self. And um, it's much the same. And that's how I, I think I've allowed myself to utilize and exercise these abilities i lean into this and i spend uh, most of my waking time uh really consciously focused on these things mm. let's talk a little bit about dreams mm. i have strange dreams sometimes i think that some kind of dreams can be a little look behind the curtains maybe mm. into another dimension or multiverse or something like that what do you think i think that so i've been experiencing lucid dreams since i was about five years old and they occur most nights so this is something that i have really really had to um 
work hard at understanding and deciphering and pulling apart, um, pulling the process apart to try to understand what I'm experiencing. Um, because I think that everybody else would experience aspects of that. Um, there are some people, I suppose, who um, shun the dream um, layers um, because they are so complicated. Um, however, to answer your question, I mean, I think that we do experience that. I think that we experience a lot of things on a multitude of levels. Um, so, you know, multidimensional. We've got obviously our own aspects of ego and things, um, our own self that we're um, going into in those higher layers. And then we've got, um, you know, the our closest conscious network. So if you drop a pebble into the water and you see all those ripples come outwards, the closest ripples are going to be our family, our friends, and then we go outwards and we're extending outwards to the, you know, the community and things like that. When we get much further out, we've got, you know, the collective unconscious and things like that. So that's also something that we can tap into in those dream layers. I always think, why, why do we have different kind of dreams? You, you talked about lucid dreaming. Why is it there? Why are people able to dream like that? You know? There has to be a reason. I think that we are all capable. It, it's it's probably like, you know, we're all born with some of us maybe due to past life, past incarnations and experiences and energies and all different things. We may be more inclined to go a certain way, you know, be interested in a certain subject or um, be very, do very well at, say like um, a certain hobby or, or something like that. Um, so I think that we all can access, fundamentally, we can all access anything on the spectrum available, but um, whether that is the best for the, that, en that chosen entity, you know, they may, for example, I struggle with uh, vision in my sleep. I don't, I have aphantasia. When I close my eyes, I don't see anything which has caused me a great deal of stress um, because I'm experiencing so much. And on one level, it's very, very hard for me to have a clear visual representation of those things. Um, but what I need to understand is that I experience a whole range of other things, a whole other set of ways. And if I, if that was to change, or if I was to be able to see clearly, then that might not be able to work. And, you know, there's a reason for everything, so. Let me tell you about a strange dream that I had not too long ago. I, I don't know if it was a dream, but let's call it a dream. I got up from my desk here and I went to the kitchen to get a glass of water. And then when I exit the kitchen, there are the stairs. And I need to go upstairs to the bedroom. But when I wanted to approach the stairs... I saw in the hallway, like three or four meters away, I saw, I heard a sound. First, I heard a sound, like a grunting sound, like like a kind of, some kind of an animal was there. And I lurked around the corner, but I didn't see anything besides a shadow. There was a big shadow. And the shadow appeared to me as, I wouldn't say humanoid, but it was 
I thought somebody was standing there, but there wasn't, there wasn't anybody. It was just a shadow, but I had the feeling it was looking at me. So I approached the stairs, went upstairs, got into my bed, and when I laid down on my back, just in this moment, I had the feeling that I woke up. So I was laying in my bed for like 10 minutes, figuring out if this was a dream or if this was real. And after a few minutes, I came to the conclusion that I, in fact, was asleep and in bed already for an hour or so. But it felt like really realistic. Look, I, that sounds to me like astral projection. But again, like I don't really look, I'm, I can only speak from my own experiences. Um, and I really don't lean in to using a lot of those buzzwords. Um, I think that they are more damaging than good because it's again, classifying things, segregating them in, whereas it's all one spectrum. Um, so what was because it doesn't so much matter what I what I like to work with people is it's not my job to tell somebody what something means to them right so in this situation I'd be asking you what did that feel like to you what feeling did you get what emotions were present when you identified that being how did you feel prior? How did you feel afterwards? Um, and, and sort of start there and start to peel back those layers because, you know, it's not my job to connect people um, or to give them a list of answers. People need to do the work. Mm. I don't know how, how to feel about it because I am rather skeptical when it comes to all that stuff no matter what. I'm interested in everything, I'm open to everything, but I'm rather skeptical. But I had stuff happening to me that I cannot explain it. I wonder why stuff like that always happens to me, because I really do not believe in much of this stuff. Your, I, I suppose like your ego self may not believe, um, but there's undeniable aspects about this reality that we all can identify with. We all know deep inside of us, you, you can access your soul. You know yourself at that core point. I think we've all been in a great amount of pain at one place in our life where we have called out to something um, greater than ourselves. And, you know, there's, I think that in this third density, um, you need third density, um, answers but if you're starting to look multi-dimensionally then you need to start realizing that there's just some things that we might not have the answers for let's change the topic for a second i on your youtube channel i saw that you're talking about reptilians mm -hmm. and on my german channel i have some listeners who are very interested in reptilians i am rather skeptical when it comes to this topic but I'm happy to talk to you about it, if you don't mind. Sure. So I just watched one of your videos. In the video, like I said, you talk about reptilians. What is it about these reptilians and where do they come from and what is their agenda? 
All right. Um, so let me go back a little bit for you. Um, I never looked to connect with reptilians. This was not something that was on my um, list. I wasn't interested, mostly because um, I think I just knew there was so much garbage out there and fear-based, just, it was so deep and I just didn't, it was like daunting and I didn't want to even go near it. And I just thought, you know what, like, I'll, I'm just going to do my own journey. And as I got into frequency work, meditation, um, you know, transcendental meditation, using a lot of frequencies and things, and a little bit of energy work as well. Um, I, I guess naturally my frequency just started to raise and what was naturally in line with me and my vibration, my desires, um, made contact. And so it was the very first time not something that was on my radar at all. I was not interested in this, but I had a dream. Um, and in that dream, I had a very, very lucid experience with this reptilian being where it was, I felt the energy of the collective of them coming onto the planet before they even hit the, um, like the atmosphere. Um, and it was beside me within a matter of seconds and it was highly highly telepathic um it placed its hands at night on my feet it felt like suction cups and it basically felt like it was sucking my feet i woke up um and my acne like i had really quite severe acne um within a couple of days it had decreased by 50%. And this was something that I dealt with for like a decade, um, which I think even using the best sorts of creams and things probably could not have effectively cleared that within 48 hours. So um, that was pretty phenomenal. And I came to learn that they were sort of doing this as a little bit of, um, I suppose to show me a small percent of their capabilities. Um, and what, um, yeah, what they were capable of. And um, it was a little bit of a invitation, I suppose, um, to work with them. This experience I held on to for a number of months. I didn't speak about it. Um, and I still don't really follow anything or anyone with, in regards to reptilian information all I can talk about is my own experiences. So I began connecting with this red reptilian. And that was the one that I had the experience within the dream. Um, I'm still working with this reptilian. They are not under the draconian collective. They are, I, I guess, sovereign in that way. They are from off planet from another dimension. They are here assisting me with my psychic abilities so that I can assist humans on accessing theirs. Um, that relationship, I keep fairly tight um, because I just, it's something very, very deeply important to me. It is um, 
yeah, very loving connection. Um, has never been threatening to me or unsafe in any way. Um, and something I noticed, I suppose, with the reptilian energy is that as soon as I contact them and I, I connect and I speak with them, they are just instantaneous um, in their um, with their word. They keep their word. They will follow through. Um, it's not easy, so I work my I work my ass off to get the results, um, and they definitely don't give me answers or anything like that. Um, I've spent months and months um, with no contact from them, and yeah, it's definitely been like a up and down ride at times. But I really, I think they value my commitment, um, and I yeah, I adore working with their energy. The other two reptilians I work with work as a pair, so they work together. They are based over in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> um, they always work together and they work with me about 40% of the time. So the red reptilian works with me about 60% of the time. Um, these two earth-based reptilians are a little bit more, we'll say, neutral to malevolent um toward me more neutralized um i don't particularly understand the relationship with them i don't like to promote i suppose um because look the reptilian energy is something that really takes a great deal of skill to master and harness right if we see reptilian energy in the wrong person we could see a psychopathic, you know, murderer walking around. Um, we could see an ego crazed maniac, like a, a or, or someone really um, quite destructive to society. So these energies are very, very heavy, and it does take a lot of work to neutralize those and balance them out. Um, and I don't like to spend too much time with those earth reptilians. I don't exactly know what their agenda is. Um, but I, as I said, I can only speak from my own personal experiences and they have all been very, really stable and really expansive with the earth reptilians. You know, they've been, there's been times in meditation where I'll just be meditating and I'll feel their energy come in. They'll flash me a symbol in my mind's eye. Um, and then, I can continue to meditate on that symbol and it brings through information every single time I can directly access it immediately. Um, so different things like that, they are very helpful. But again, um, I don't know too much about them and what they're gaining, I suppose, from having me as their acquaintance. Through television and movies, we often hear about reptilians. Most of the time they are portrayed to us as evil. Are you aware of many different types of reptilians, uh, reptilians, evil reptilians? I'm not aware of anyone. I have never spoken to anyone with authentic reptilian connections that has any fear um, or has ever felt any fear for these beings. In these higher dimensional planes, um, to get to that level, I suppose you need to have a certain uh, 
aspect of yourself harmonized energetically. Um, and so you're not going to see some reptilian in a fourth, fifth, sixth density layer running around like a human, a primal human psychopath. It's not going to be expressed in that way. Most of these um, entities are so incredibly loving and so incredibly um, inclusive and um, desiring to assist us on such deep levels. Um, and I think that the, the only thing that would that you that people should fear is humans themselves i think humans have a far far greater capacity to cause um a lot more destruction than any extra dimensional could just for my better understanding when we talk about reptilians are we talking about again real physical beings or are they perhaps disembodied beings that present themselves to us in this form Could it be this way too? I suppose it could be both. I think that a lot of these entities, um, so I think there's a few different things happening. I think that at this time on earth, um, there is a, a need to harmonize these energies and um, I guess um, integrate our reptilian aspects ourselves. And so a lot of reptilians have come directly from those higher layers, fourth and fifth density layers and incarnated here to help stabilize that energy and help facilitate that process. Um, I think they are still a lot of them available um, as not just single entities, but collective consciousnesses for us to tap into. And, um, you know, even past energies on earth and things like that like the energy of the dinosaurs holds such a great um significance in humanity and just that energy itself um stimulates so much within us so yeah i i really feel like the um there's been too much uh focus on the reptilians being negative um, and I think that's been a little bit of a, an easy card to play. Um, like, oh, that, that fits the agenda. It takes the focus off us. Let's just blame it on the reptilians. So they all think that there's reptilians running the show and that we're not just pieces of shit. I don't think that we have anything to fear by our extra dimensional friends. Just to extend on that, sorry, um, as well, you know, a lot of these depictions through history of like the royal bloodlines and things having these um shape-shifting reptilians it's not reptilians shape-shifting into people it is humans it is it is a a, a fourth density entity incarnating into a human that is then choosing to shape shift and take the form of a reptilian that does not mean they are a reptilian they are choosing to take the form of a reptilian what other kind of beings are there besides reptilians uh well all i know is what i've connected with um i just think that the it's really like infinite the the possibilities of what we could be connecting with but 
I connect with a mantis and it's a geneticist and it basically oversees the genetic, any genetic modifications that I need to go through um, because what the geneticist works with the um, hybrid gray lines, right? So the Essasani, the Yayao, the Playao, some of those ones. And I have Yayao and Playao connections. So they've somehow utilized um, aspects of my genetics. And we might not be talking, you know, physical, because as we know, genetics can be stored um, on all different levels. So however that's been done to facilitate these programs, the hybrid mantis will look over um, that genetic kind of stuff, make sure that there's no cancers and things like that in the line. Um, and yeah, that's all I know I connect with so far. So since you're in contact with all these beings and can communicate with them, what are your thoughts on all these UFO sightings? We had a lot of UFO sightings the past few months. What do you think about these? Well, we all know that there's going to be um, a couple of false agendas, right? So it's it's going to be like the alien. So all of a sudden we start seeing a lot of ships and anomaly in the sky. And then all of a sudden we're under attack. You need to fear these entities and we're going to be the ones that keep you safe. Please return to us in our cover and we'll keep you safe. And you should be in fear because these entities are going are gonna to hurt you. It's not the case. But for in, in order for that plan to roll out, they do need to start, um, you know, pushing this stuff out into the public, into the media. And so we're seeing a lot of that happening. So it's, um, it's all planned and orchestrated. They know as well that humans will... I suppose, take that and let their imaginations run wild. So one person sees something and then it's like a big rumor, you know, it goes around and all of a sudden we've got all these crazy theories and everything and they don't have to do anything. They can just sit back and watch us all run around creating chaos. A lot of the equipment that they've had since the fifties and earlier, they are now testing um, publicly. So before, obviously, they've tried to do it under the radar. Now it's, I guess, like open to doing whatever they want. And there's really, I don't think, too much fear of any repercussion at this point in time because reality is starting to lose a, you know, I don't think anyone really knows what's going on anymore. But it, well, like, look, the, the whole UFO thing, my stance is always the same. It's that this stuff is still external, right? This journey is internal. We need to be focusing on ourselves, our own vibration, getting ourselves to a point where we can access these things ourselves and discern these things instead of having to rely on other people or experiencing them from an external point of view. How do these beings choose whom they get in contact with? I mean, they obviously choose you you need to everything just works like everything is just science it just it just you know it's like a magnet it's got however um big one force is it has an equal opposite force and it's 
it's just you've got to be in the right vibrational frequency to attract these things, which is why we need to heal ourselves. We need to do the self-inquiry. We need to do the inner work. I know it sounds lame and I know it's not easy, but it's really, really important. This external stuff is just keeping you distracted. So if you want to experience these things, absolutely 100% possible for every single person, but you need to be in the vibrational frequency of what it is you're wanting to attract. And I, I suppose as well, you know, this is what I do for a living and I do teach people this, these processes and things as well and take them through conversations like this because um, th there's a lot to dig into and uncover um, from that. Um, our own expectations and things can be a huge hindrance. What we've been taught to believe, um, you know, these things look like or how we think that they um, are going to be felt or how we're going to perceive them and just all of these tiny little things can all hinder our progress so it's about you know getting to the getting through all of that and, and working through those things so now that i know what your feelings are on these ufo sightings does it count for reports about alien abductions too yeah i think that um I've never experienced, so what I thought was just my experiences in my dreams, I later found out that it would fit into most people's definition of a, of being abducted. But I, I think on a soul level, we all agree to these things and our free, free will cannot be infringed. That's the, the beauty of free will. It, it can't be infringed upon. So at a, a very innate level, we're all in agreement to this. Um, and yeah, they absolutely occur. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these abductions, though, they are occurring, they, they occur, most of them, I'd, I'd go ahead and say something like maybe 97%, um, not between maybe 94 and 97% could be um, in just consciousness abduction. So it's not, it's in those higher layers. You're not physically being taken. So we need to strip away all of these old ideas and beliefs of how certain things are because it, it's, there's no rules. Yeah. Um, most of this stuff is works in higher layers away from the, the third density physical. Will there be a time when all humans will know they exist? Yes, I think humans already know that. I think, I think humans deep down know this stuff. I don't think that any human doesn't feel their soul. And I don't think there's one human that doesn't, um, that hasn't wondered about what else is out there. I, I don't think that this is, um, I think we really need to start normalizing this stuff a lot more. I agree. So, Sally, thank you for this interesting talk. Before we quit, please let people know where they can find you. So, you guys can find me on Facebook or, uh, <laughs> let me have a think, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, Gar Intuitive or Sally Alka. And, or you can just email garintuitive at outlook.com. Mm -hmm. I will put some links in the description for sure. So, thank you, thank you again. Please stay with me for two more minutes, okay? Mm -hmm.